you're listening to the Zenial Dadcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the show. This is Mo. Uh, on today's episode, we're going to dig into reconnecting with past flames. We're going to also talk a little bit about Pixar's new release, Elementals, and our band to dig out straight from the UK, the unholy union of the parasocials. So stick around. Let's get started. it's been four weeks four weeks since i've released an episode uh so i'll tell you what happened and i think that's what that's what this episode's about just kind of catching up and and realigning i do these episodes every two weeks and i was supposed to do an episode two weeks ago but it didn't happen because i just got really busy and one of the things that happened is i reconnected with an old flame like i said in the intro but that sounds weird right old flame i don't even know how i feel about that that term but but we'll dive into that a little bit uh and i'll share a little bit of my story and then i also you know i I took benny to a bunch of movies and so i did want to i did want to sort of start off the show by talking about elementals the new pixar movie it sort of dovetails into the rest of the story with with my ex i don't even really really want to call her my ex either it's it just sounds weird my friend an old friend whom I used to I used to date so I took my son to see the picture movie and I'll tell you I'll, I'll give you a little bit of review spoilers ahead you know if you haven't seen it if you're looking forward to seeing it with your kids go ahead and turn turn this off right now uh, but it is a new type of Pixar movie that we haven't seen before there are a couple of really interesting themes in the story and th- there's good and, and bad I'll tell you right now, it's not a bad movie. It was certainly enjoyable, but it's not an instant classic. You know, like when when you saw the first, the first time you saw any of the Toy Story movies or even like the first Cars or Finding Nemo or WALL-E to me is like the first time I saw it, instant classic. Like that's just a movie that sticks around in your head for a while. This movie wasn't that. And I think... We're at a point in Pixar's story where they, they're just not making instant classics anymore. It's just not coming out the way it used to. Now, that's not to say these are bad movies and that this movie was particularly bad. No, it, it was actually really good and I did like it. But it also feels like there is a trend with Pixar of late where the films that they're making aren't really geared towards the audience it's supposed to be to- geared towards, you know? By that, I mean my son is six years old, and I do feel like Pixar movies are very much tailored to him. He loved Cars, he loved Toy Story, The Incredibles, WALL-E. Like, he's gone through phases, Monsters, Inc. He's gone through phases with with all of those movies, and, and they're really tailored to him. And these movies, they all really have a strong kind of sense, a theme of uh, typically family, friendship, that's that's always that's always been something that I've liked about these films, particularly regarding you know movies that I'm letting my son watch. And so, it does feel like as of late, 
a lot of the films that are coming out of Pixar, they're not really geared towards a six-year-old. They tend to be geared towards a slightly older, maybe pre-teen, but I, I feel like it's mostly teen audience. And that's a little displaced for me. And I'll give you a good example. We can talk about Toy Story 4, we can talk about Lightyear, uh, and we can talk about this new film, um, Elementals. But there's definitely a trend there where the films are no longer about as much about friendship and family. And there's more sort of adult themes coming into play. Toy Story was really not about the toys being there for Andy or for Bonnie. The last one, Toy Story 4, was really about kind of Woody coming coming of age story for Woody and realizing he can go on with his life. I actually felt much more connected to that story uh, of Woody kind of letting go of needing to be somebody's toy. We, we can dive into that maybe, uh, but I could, I could relate to that more. But funnily enough, when my son saw it, he wasn't at all really interested in Toy Story 4. He really is interested in 1, 2, and 3, but 4, for whatever reason, just doesn't land with him. And then you look at Lightyear. Lightyear, again, was sort of made by people who were kids when the original Toy Story came out. And so they were sort of telling a story that they wanted to see where you have this Lightyear character who is traveling space and and trying to um, correct his mistakes. But it, there's a lot of adult themes within that story. Uh, and again, my son just didn't didn't connect with it, you know? And, and now we get to Elementals. There are two big themes in Elementals that, that really kind of landed for me, but I could see that they didn't really impact anything with, with my son, with his experience. He wanted to see fire. He wanted to see wind. Like, he was there for the reason that kids go to that movie, and, and it, at least, it at least did that, right? But there's also a, uh, a migrant theme there. There's also a love story there. And so I thought the, the migrant theme of you know, uh, the, the flames, the fires, the fire people, the fire tribe, we'll call them. They're sort of the immigrants of the story. And they come to this big, you know, metropolis city to start a new life. Uh, and over time, as the little fire girl grows up, the community grows with her, right? And so it's a very common immigrant story that I could relate personally. And I thought, you know, it's nice that they, that they did that. They, have, they haven't really done that before. Uh, in the Pixar movie. So I thought, okay, Pixar is exploring new new territory, and that's pretty cool. The next thing is the love story. There's a there's a big love story in the middle of Elementals, which isn't bad. It's It kind of rides that wave of, of West Side Story, uh, Romeo and Juliet. And it's interesting, uh, but I sort of, it completely flew over his head. But I also got to thinking, like, maybe maybe the the last time there was a bit of a love story in Pixar was Wally. Wally with Eve, that was a bit of a love story, and then Toy Story 4, where Woody stays with, uh, with Bo Peep. But Pixar typically doesn't do love stories, so I thought that was interesting. And it, it sort of caught me by surprise too, because I thought, okay, if your target audience, if they're six-year-olds, you know, there's a reason why Pixar didn't do them at the beginning, because they weren't making movies for an audience that would care much about love stories, right? That's sort of what you see in classic Disney movies, but Pixar sort of built their identity around making films that were about, uh, like I said, family and friendship. 
And I, and that's kind of what I felt special about them to me. I'll say this, and I'll wrap it up with this, is Elementals is a good movie. It is fun. Kids are going to enjoy it. But there are themes there that are definitely misplaced, and it does feel a little disjointed in terms of who is this movie for, right? It sort of feels like they wanted to make a movie for teens disguised as a Pixar movie. And that's, you know, we've seen a little bit of that in the past where the humor is meant to go over kids' heads and it lands, you know, we, we understand some of those jokes. But this felt a little disjointed to me. It was a good movie. I did enjoy it. But like I said, it's not an instant classic. And and that's, I, I think we're, we're seeing a bit of a trend with Pixar. And unfortunately, I'm not sure it's resulting in better stories or better films. I think it's something that started happening with you know, like The Good Dinosaur, where the storytelling just wasn't as strong as we we expect it to be. And that's unfortunate. I will say that I'm watching this film, Elementals, <laughs> Pixar's Elementals, now in theaters. I'm watching this film, and I'm... And, I, again, I'm, I'm watching the story. My son's sort of watching the animation. He's kind of enjoying it. But... I'm watching this, sto- this story about these two people, these two elements who feel like they could never be together, right? Fire and water. And the entire arc of their love story is realizing that they can if they both want to. So let me, let me put that there and pivot to why I didn't uh, record an episode in the last, you know, four weeks or so. So four weeks ago, uh, my son's mother tells me that she wants to take him on a little trip and they're going to be away for about five days. And so, you know, I'm cool with that. That's great. Let me know what dates moving forward, right? As she starts kind of figuring out her plans, I start realizing, you know, holy moly, there are five days I'm going to be by myself in La Paz. And, you know, what do I want to do? It's been a long time since I've been in a position where I don't need to take care of somebody else right and i knew that it was a window it was an opportunity to have fun and do something do something new maybe go someplace new right and top of that list was traveling just go someplace new i haven't i haven't been a tourist in a long time and i i always tell people this i'm a i'm a terrible tourist but i love seeing new places being in a new place uh, i love you know just the motion of getting on a plane and going someplace and then landing and just breathing in the new air. I hate pictures and tours. Like, I'm, I'm terrible at, at that stuff. Not that I hate it, but I'm just not good at it, you know, uh, which is ironic since I yeah, I worked in as a guide for so long. But I was never good at it. But I love new places. And I top of the list, all right, five days, where can I go? What can I do? And I just started making mental lists and whatnot. Sort of parallel to this, to this stuff is I was I've been periodically thinking about this woman for a little while and every now and then I'll get curious and I'll I'll pop her name into YouTube or Google or Facebook and I'll find like a YouTube video or a webinar or something she took part in you know the person I'm speaking about is is an old I don't want to say old an ex-girlfriend from about eight years ago before I was a father you know she's just one of these really special people that I've met in my life that she, she really, really left the mark. And so, you know, I, I'll look her up, but I won't really reach out. And lately, 
I'll look her up and I'm not finding anything new. I just want to, I just want to see that she's okay. Really. I just, you know, there's a part of me that's really still cares about her and just curiosity built over time, just snowballed. And so I sent her a message, really not expecting her to, to respond, just trying to, you know, speak my mind. Right. <laughs> and, uh, and she responds. And so we started having like this little, this little exchange just via messages. So that parallel to this five day window of me being able to do whatever I want. I thought, well, why don't, is it possible? Should I, should I go see her? Should I go visit her? You know, I, I had an idea of where she was in Latin America and I was like, I could, I could do it, you know, but I wasn't going to just drop, drop in on her in the city and just be like, Hey, I'm here. I didn't want to do that. I did want to be respectful of her. You know, we, we had, we had a relationship and I'll talk a little bit about the relationship, but I didn't want to just drop like a bomb in her world. Right. So long story short, I send her the message, a little voice note. And, uh, again, expecting not to hear from her. Like I did the math, right? There are so many ways that she could let me down easy or simply ignore the message, just block me, you know, completely. Like there's very little tying us, uh, together. And so it would be very easy for her to just not at all, you know, care. But she responds back, and next thing I know, 24 hours later, I'm on a flight headed to Costa Rica, you know? And it became a really positive experience. I'm still sort of coming down from that high of just deciding to go someplace new. I'd never done that before, and it's been a long time since I've been able to do something like that just on my own. So it was really, it was a liberating experience to just be able to just go, okay, I'm going to go take care of myself. I work wherever I'm at, you know, my computer's with me, I can find Wi-Fi, and, uh, and I had a really great experience. Now, I'll tell you why this trip was important to me, but I'll do it after we listen to this tune from our band to dig out. So, uh, let's, let's pivot to, uh, to our band to dig out. This is, this is a UK band that, I, again, completely came across by complete accident. Uh, I was just scrolling through my Facebook and I found a, a battle of the bands, and there was a list of bands there, and I just thought the name was cool, Parasocials, you know, cool name. And so I tried to look them up. There is a band in Bolivia called Parasocials, but I couldn't find them. I looked them up on Facebook, looked them up on Spotify, nothing, right? But in the process, I found a bunch of other bands called the Parasocials, and this is one of them. This is a band from the UK that has a really cool indie sound. This this first song we're going to listen to is called The Dead Zone. You know, I listened to it and it's it's the first time I've heard a song. Well, first of all, I heard it from the UK, right? But it's the first time I've heard a song that is, you know, modern from a, a band currently active in the scene that really feels like it could have been from Boston. It just has a good, that kind of vibe that I remember hearing in, in Boston, Boston bands when I was in bands and when I was kind of, just playing midnight shows with a punk band. But this this tune, Dead Zone, really caught me by surprise. It's such a cool laid back tune, but it's got a dark overtone and it's very indie alternative. It's just it's just such a cool tune. So let's listen to this. This is the Dead Zone by the Parasocials. <laughs> Yo 
So that's the Parasocials, Dead Zone is the tune, and they will be added to the Zenio Dadcast Bands to Dig Out playlist, Volume 2. I hope you enjoy that tune. Going back to my past flame, I don't know, I don't know what to call it anymore. Uh, old friend, whatever. You know what it is? We had a very interesting relationship, and I won't, I won't bore you with the details, but it was the first time that I did a long-distance relationship. And I don't think anybody ever goes into, willingly, into a long-distance relationship. Typically, there's a connection first. And so we, we really connected hard. This is eight, nine years ago now. We connected hard and, and really just sort of fell for one another while she was traveling in South America and I was working in Bolivia. So, as you can guess, I met a lot of people that way. <laughs> uh, but 
with her, it was different because she, she stuck around a little bit and we connected really well. And she, her, her, uh, her background, she's from a completely different walk of life from, from my own, you know. So everything was new to me with her. And she represents something in my life that was really just a bunch of open doors and new experiences. When that relationship ended, we were in a long-distance relationship, and that relationship ended months after the last time I saw her. And, I, you know, we were probably together for around a year, I want to say, you know, but we were probably in the same place at the same time for less than six months, maybe, you know, five or four months, it feels like. It was a really tough relationship. We spent more time away than we did together, and we did try to, to make it work. I, I firmly believe that at the time we, we, we did our best. But I also now realize, you know, eight years removed, that I was not mature enough for a relationship like that. And when we broke up, we broke up away from each other. When, when we said goodbye to each other the last time we saw each other in person, we didn't really know when we would be able to see each other in person again. And so that kind of left a mark on me. It was always a bit unresolved. And, and when we did break up, it felt like things were moving at a million miles an hour, and we just went in completely different directions. Coming back to present day, I, I messaged her. She seemed keen to see me as well, and I made it happen. I, I willed that experience <laughs> into reality, you know? But I think the reason why I did it is because I realized that I may never have the chance to see her ever again if I didn't take this opportunity during this five-day window where I just happened to not have any responsibilities, right? And it sounds dramatic, but I felt like it's true. She, she's from Europe, by the way. And it just turns out that she was living in Central America, but she's about to go back to Europe full-time. I'm about to go back stateside full-time. Our lives are still going in completely different directions. But I, I do feel strongly that if, if I hadn't taken this, this trip, if I hadn't done this, that uh, I don't know when I would have ever gotten to see her again. And, and what was really great about this experience is I went to see her and we were able to sit down and have a real frank discussion about what we were, um, how it ended, how it started, that whole thing. We also got to catch up on the last eight years and kind of let each other in to each other's lives a little bit and, and explore that. Those moments are so rare. You know, and I don't know how many people, how many of you out there have reached out to your, to your uh, ex-partners, I guess, we'll call them that, uh, ex-girlfriends, ex-boyfriends. I don't know how many of you have reached out and actually tried to connect, but if, you had, if you've had a meaningful experience with somebody, someone who's opened your eyes and actually helped you grow as a person, hopefully, no matter where you are in life, you, you'll take a moment to reach out to them and, and see what's possible. Uh, it's just a shame to throw away these relationships. And as I get older, especially as a father, as I get older, I realize how valuable those relationships are. You know, those friendships, those, those, just those connections. There's a lot of, we, you know, as young people, when we're moving around through the world and we've got boyfriends, girlfriends all over the place, we, we build these, this, this connective tissue with one another that we then sort of forget about and ignore for the rest of our lives. Uh, so... Hopefully, if you are in that position and you're like, should I message this person? Should I say hi? Will it be weird? Is it just, you know, hopefully you'll take that leap of faith and you'll, you'll reach out to them. You'll be honest, you know, hopefully you'll be 
up front and if you're lucky they'll respond back and you'll go someplace new i'll leave you with that i think uh the last four weeks has been a really great busy time for me the next four weeks are sure to be incredibly busy as i gear up to to get back to the states and i'm gonna i'm gonna continue doing this so if you're listening thank you so much for listening i do want to close out with another tune from our band to dig out the parasocials so this tune this tune is definitely the showstopper this is called karma toast it's released in 2021 and it's such a catchy tune i know you're gonna you're gonna know exactly what i mean when you start hearing it but it's such a good tune and i really enjoyed it i'm so glad i bumped into these uh these guys i sent them a message and they were super keen to let me uh use their music on the show so thank you the parasocials if you're out there you're listening this is karmatos by the parasocials take it easy peace
Here's a quick reminder. Check out the show notes. Find and click the link to our Spotify Bands to Dig Out playlist. Please enjoy responsibly. Lastly, head on over to www.zenialdadcast.com to hear all past episodes and learn more.